Yeah, what you are about to hear is a work of fan fiction. All characters and events and settings, even those based on the ones from World of Warcraft, are entirely fictional, and half of it was probably made up on the spot. Listening to this production indicates your consent to its terms of service, which we forgot to write down. Last time, our heroes defeated a band of pirates and saved the crew of their passenger vessel. But now they find themselves in the zone of Ashara, home to goblins, orcs, and all of the dangers that the Horde has to offer. What are Butch, Ari, and Falkus planning here? Repair your gear and select your role because it is time to queue up for more heroic dungeons and dragons. So when last we left off, you guys had defeated a group of pirates that had tried to um, commandeer and loot and whatever else the ship that you were traveling on, the sheepish wizard that I now get to no longer say anymore because it's more difficult to pronounce than I thought it would be when I wrote it down. So I'm glad you guys burnt it down. Thank you very much for that. You defeated the pirates, took their ship, and kept going. Um, after you had introduced yourself to Captain Brayul, he gave you a token of his gratitude in the form of a small horn that he was wearing on his hip. Uh, you guys are on the sea for long enough that you would have been able to benefit from a long rest. So what is going to come with that is you're going to have all your hit points restored, all of your limited use abilities have come back online, you're in, you got a full tank of gas going as far as your player power is concerned, and also you would have spent enough time taking a look at this new item to discover that it is actually a horn of silent alarm, which is a magical item that you'll be able to use to... Um, You'll, you'll blow the horn, and one target of your choice will be able to hear it. And outside of that, it will be dead silent. Um, who who got that? Was it Falkus? Falkus did uh, receive the horn, and it has four charges. Um, the creature within 600 feet and is not deaf and can hear it, only one creature. And um, it, ex it uh, regains 1d4 expended charges daily at dawn. So it's a pretty cool item, especially for someone like my character who might be more uh, scoutish. Is that something you have to be attuned to? Like, did you like have time to attune to? Okay, okay. So if I were to grab it off your uh, off your belt and shove you <laughs> in the sea, I could. Yeah, it doesn't require okay. attunement. It is a wondrous item, um, but it does not require attunement that I can see. Okay. Yeah, wonder. The distinction between a wondrous item and anything else is that. It's not an armor or a weapon, you know, or like a potion or a scroll or something. It's everything else that isn't those things is a wondrous item. Captain Bray Wool very carefully steers the commandeered pirate ship into a small natural harbor at the southern end of the zone of Ashara over on the western continent of Azeroth, uh, Kalimdor. It's still raining. The sky is still this cloudy, uh, cloudy, faintly orange color, but it's, you know, it's not a thunderstorm like it was when you guys were out at sea. As you approach from the south up into the harbor, uh, which, as you reference on the Azara zone map, is this this point at the bottom side of the Horde Crest, uh, just south of the Ravencrest Monument. Um, as you approach, you can see the bones of some large, unfortunate sea creature that's beached to your right, being worked on by some large turtles and some giant lobster creatures and things like that. Uh, north of that beach, the cliffs rise up suddenly, and at the top, you can see the remains of a huge statue of some ancient hero or another. All that's left of the statue are its legs, just standing up on their own with no torso. You can also kind of see the large stone arm of the statue holding some kind of weapon, and that's all that remains of the statue that you can see from, from the water. 
Um, you can see pathways that are cut into the cliffside on both your left and your right, rising up onto the bluffs. And if you turn around and look behind you to the south, you can distantly see uh, the outlines of several horde ships that are docked outside of the orcish city of Ogrimmar. Breul lets you off on the sand. He bids you safe journey, and he turns to leave. And he says, Remember what I told you yesterday. The Horde and the Alliance are not at war right this second, but are less than friendly. You are in Horde territory. Use caution. And then if you have no, uh, if you have nothing else to discuss, he would turn to leave. Thanks, Captain. Uh, I reckon I'll be fine out here. You know, I hear they like pandas in the Horde. I just gotta you know, blend in. I don't know about oh, you. Oh, do you, do you speak mm-hmm. Orcish? I'm sure you'll be fine. Uh-oh. I might have I'll, a problem. I'll, uh, Falkus will speak up and respond something in Orcish that sounds very guttural and, and doesn't make much sense probably to those who don't speak it. Um, but then I'll follow up with, I got them. Arcanon Poros. And he turns to leave. Uh, Arcanon Porthos to you too, buddy. You guys can choose to stay where you are, swim out to sea, or climb up on the cliffs to the west toward Ravencrest Monument, or climb up the cliffs on the... On the there's a pathway, like it wouldn't be rock climbing. Um, or you could go up to the... Uh, the west toward the more mainland area of Ashara. Well, I if you reference the map, we're talking about climbing up to here or to here. To the right or to the left. Uh, Mm -hmm. Wait a minute. We've got a destination intended for us and I I sure ain't getting back into the ocean. Uh, Everything seems kind of wobbly still. You know, we've been on that boat for so long. But uh, I am glad to be back on solid ground. I've never seen this place before I don't know anyone around here but you know one of y'all said there was somewhere uh, worth going we uh, we want to head towards the mainland so we were going to head west up the cliff okay uh, alright I'll, I'll take your lead on this one uh, everything's fine with me, but wh- wh- where's this place uh, Ari, was this place you are talking about going? Yes, we are heading to the Pleasure Palace, and you, my friend, are going to have so much fun. Uh, I don't think, Falcus, you've been there either, have you? I've known of it. I've Mm. gambled with a number of folks who've been there before and have always spoken very highly of it. So it's been been on my to-do list for some time. Now, when you say Pleasure Palace, are there going to be any, uh, you know, going to be any ladies there? Oh, whatever honey. you want. You can make a deal with a demon if you want to. Oh, you know that might be going a little bit too far for me. But if you know, I'll uh, I'll follow y'all's lead if if, if that's okay. I'll uh, I'll take point and uh, start heading up. I'm assuming there's there's kind of like these switchbacks coming up the cliff and yeah. um, head towards the uh, try to get up the cliff towards the west and finding the main road that heads towards uh, Gallywix's pleasure palace. Sure, um, it's a pretty easy climb. Like you were like you and I were both saying, there's uh, a pretty easy path cut up into the rocks where you can just sort of walk up and get to the uh, the, the tops of the bluffs. Um, this area looks a lot like the rest of the zone of Ashara. It's a little rainy. It's kind of unfriendly looking. It's a little bit cold. The grass is yellow and the leaves on the trees are this mixture of orange and red as though the whole zone is in a perpetual state of mid-autumn. Not very far from you toward the west, toward the northwest-ish, you can see the Southern Rocketway Terminus, which is a place where you can get a rocket ride to several other stations around the zone of Ashara. The Terminus is a small tower that the goblins launch their rockets from. There is an elevator on one side that's ready to bring you to the top of it. 
beyond that, you can see the rocket track, which is almost like an elevated train line, but it bobs and weaves like a roller coaster. Uh, the bluffs that you're standing on are somewhat thin compared to the rest of the mainland. And just to the north of you, the cliffs fall off again and open into this big, artificially excavated bay. In the middle of the bay is Bilgewater Harbor, which is an artificial island that barely contains the goblin city that's been crammed onto it. From here, you can also see the Gallywick's Pleasure Palace in the far distance. Now, despite the fact that the Pleasure Palace is still miles away, it is easy to make out because it sits on top of a mountain that rises high into the Ashara skyline and has the likeness of Jaster Gallywick's, the trade print, uh, tr the the trade prince of the Bilgewater Cartel of Goblins carved into the mountainside, Mount Rushmore style. Perfect. What? Are, are you, are, are, sorry, are you saying that we've already taken this so we've already taken this, this, this rocket and we're now in Bilgewater Harbor looking at the far away no, no, no. Gallywood's you're you're I'm pinging on the map. You're right around here. Okay. Um, you can see the you can see the rocket way. In, I was just I describing like everything that you can see from where you are. Oh, oh, so from where we are, we can actually see Bilgewater Harbor yeah. and Gallywick's Pleasure Palace. Now we're not yeah. trying to go to Bilgewater Harbor. We're trying to go to Pleasure Palace. Um Anyway, it looks pretty far off. Yeah, it's a few miles out. Um, you, if you, if that's your destination, you have the option to walk there on foot. Um, you could go to the uh, the rocket way and take a rocket there, um, or however other which direction you decide that you want to go. Can we take a rocket directly to the Pleasure Palace? Uh, you've never been to Ashara, you said. I've never seen nothing like this. Well, then I've you do not know the answer to, to that question. What in tarnation? What is that? A what? What are we trying to get into? A, some kind of some kind of wagon on trap? I don't even know if I can fit in one of them. The goblins definitely took some liberties with this place for sure. Yeah, but they know how to have the most fun. I'll give you that. I'll give you that, Ari. <laughs> so I think the fastest way for us is going to be to take the rocket. However, if we have some reservations, we can walk, but we're going to be walking for a bit, and I'm not quite sure what we're going to be getting ourselves into. Oh, honey, I ain't never heard of a rocket before, but I sure as hell am going to get on one. I ain't one to back away from nothing new. Let's let's do it. Can we have some beer first? Let me let me let me see if I got some. Cause I I think I want to do this while a little bit drunk. Um, it, you know, it, I don't have a lot of beer on me, but but I have enough to, you know, share around a little bit. I'm sure we can find a uh, tavern here in the uh, at this end of the uh, track. Oh, don't worry about that, little lady. I got it right here. <laughs> Just you know. Gunk. And I, and then I'm gonna take a swig of my um. Lady, of, of my I jug. might be a very effeminate elf, but I would have you know, I uh, am very, very much male. <laughs> I do apologize. It, you know, I, there's, I haven't been been out of Pandaria all that much. And all y'all elves, y you know, it's you're you're just. You, I apologize. Anyway, in, in, in indignation, in indignation, the uh, uh, Falcus just kind of throws his hair back and gives us a little like so dramatic. You sure do yeah, have pretty hair for 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 a for a dude. But um, uh, uh did you want some of this? And I hand her. I hand him some uh, so the, the, the jug with my slobber all over the top. I'll um, I'll take it. 
but I'm going to take a handkerchief out of some pocket somewhere and, and wipe the lip of it, but then I'm going to reach into a pocket of my pouch and pull out a little cup and pour some into it. <laughs> Thank you. And I'll hand you it back. You sure are fancy. You sure are fancy. How about you, Ari? Yes, I uh, roll my eyes at my cohort as we've been spending time together for a while, and I am not surprised, and just take a chug straight from the the bottle because a little spit never hurt anything. That's my girl! That's my girl! Let's get on this rocket! Now, we're heading towards the rocket. If I remember correctly, this is an inhabited place, correct? Uh, the rocket terminus or yes. the zone of Ashara in general? The rocket terminus. Yeah, there's like people who work there. Okay. So before we go further, because I've been here before, I... Can I put on my disguise kit then? Because like I yeah, said, absolutely. they know me, but I got to get there first before they know me. Okay. So, uh, what, being what, a- what manner of disguise are you applying? Well, the easiest way to blend in with the horde is just to keep it simple, stupid. So uh, I just go with a blood elf because adding ears is relatively easy. Um, and then they seem to care more about like their appearance. So probably some tomfoolery with like curling the hair and making sure that I don't have smudges of dirt and things like that places but blood elf ish would be what I'd be going for that seems the easiest to transition go ahead Ari and roll me either either a performance or a deception roll just so I can see how well you put together your disguise I rolled a 26 okay well you do a pretty good job. You made sure to, you didn't just do the ears, you know, you did some makeup on the ears to blend everything in. So you don't see any lines. You did your hair in a way that is very elven. Cause obviously humans and elves and various different cultures would have different styles of, of, of hair doery. Uh, you also own um, a costume as part of your, as part of your background. And you, apply to yourself a very a very blood elven outfit just to make sure that you're making like you're selling it uh you're you yeah you it, it's a solid impersonation you're doing a good job i uh, have been following uh falcus around listening to him complain about how different blood elves and high elves are that i have this down now <laughs> great yeah you look good i know Thank you guys you. headed to the rocket way Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. It doesn't take you long to get there. Uh, when you get there, there's like a helipad on the eastern side, and on the southern side is a. I mean, it, it might be generous to call it an elevator. It's a platform that goes up and down, but there's no walls on it. You know, it's very goblin in its construction. It's it's very, you know, their 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 safety lasts as a culture but you are easily able to just step onto it and it rises up to um, the the launch bay area where there is a goblin wearing you know overalls and no t-shirt like he's just got the <laughs> the, the, the thing on he's kind of oily um, both in his like hygiene but also as part of his job like he's got like smudges on his face and his hair's you know done weird um and he says, uh, without turning around to look at you, he's sort of like working on something. He has his back to you, and he says, uh, "Hey there, where you, where y'all headed?" That's not what well, they the sound pleasure. like. It's fine. That's what this one sounds like. It's fine. L- L- if Casey, if there's any voice you could possibly do, you literally live in New Jersey. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> they don't sound like that here. <laughs> We're going to the Pleasure Palace. Yeah, Pleasure Palace. Yeah, all right. Yeah. And he turns around and he sees you and he says, oh, you're a, uh, you're a big party. I'll tell you what. Um, here, I got something just for you. I got something just for you. It's a new experimental unit. This will be, uh, be just fine. And he loads you up in a, like, it's clearly new, but it's new in that way that prototypes are new, where they're sort of hammered together and... There's a lot of duct tape visible and things like that. It's a three-person rocket. 
now, is it a three-person rocket? Or is it a two-person in a Pandaren rocket? Because I think there is a difference. Roll me a... Well, you 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 understand land vehicles. Um, roll me some manner of check for that. I guess that would be an intelligence check, and you would add your proficiency bonus to it because you're proficient with land vehicles. Is a rocket considered a land vehicle? <laughs> the ones that fly across the land are these ones. Um, they 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 are rockets, but they follow the track, and that's close enough for me. I love apologize. It. I don't. I don't know how to roll for the vehicle. I, I mean, I don't actually, roll it might be easy. You open your on your character sheet on the far left side on the bottom. There should be an area for your proficiencies, and I think I included land vehicles on there. If you click that and then choose intelligence as the as the skill roll. Other proficiencies and languages. Not Simple languages, weapon. tools. There should be. I thought I put something in there land for land vehicles. Land vehicles. So I'm just clicking the land vehicles. Yep. Yeah, that, and then choose intelligence because you're trying to determine, like, you're tr- you're looking at the build and you're trying to put together in your mind, like, what all this is, how it's all constructed. Oh, you are so s- smart. You have set this up so well. Okay, so now I I, I know vehicles pretty well. So I'm gonna go ahead and uh, do that roll. Looks like we're it's 14. Okay, uh, it's not a it's not a two person in one Pandaren vehicle, and it's not a three person vehicle. It's two two person vehicles, and the front half was cut off of one, and the back half was cut off the other, and then they were combined together. What, what, what? Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. The, the, the front half looks cut off and then stuck up on the back half. Yeah, that's right. You, you think maybe we this should be. This is the taking- highest tech of. Go- this is the finest in goblin engineering. You're going to be great. Going to the pleasure palace? Come on. You got to. You, it's a. You, you're you're going to be fine. I don't know. Do you think we should be taking two trips here? Hey, I'm already go ahead and get the loaded party. up. Go ahead and get loaded up. Like he's like, go on, go on, go on, go on, go on, go on. Oh, the first he's thing not I do take is, no for an answer. Listen, I'm gonna get loaded up before I get loaded up. If you know what I mean. And I chug my uh, my jug again and kind of squeeze my derriere right into the back of that and uh, look at Ari and said, "Hop on, honey." <laughs> I walk over to the vehicle, not even worried at all. Goblins know what they're doing. They got this. And go ahead and take the, the middle seat in this contraption. I'll uh, move and take the remaining seat. Um, definitely being careful to avoid any oil splotches and grease stains. I'm soaking it up with my butt. <laughs> the instant the third person is on the seat, he grabs like a ripcord on the back and just... <laughs> and flames come flying out the back and your ship takes off. You are loaded up in the rocket. You shoot off through through Ashara. Holy hell! You're whipping hard around bends and over hills. You're barely holding on. You notice maybe a little too late that the goblins didn't think to install seat belts on this ride, but that's fine. You You got strong hands and you're holding on tight and you're good to go. The rocket speeds up and it slows down almost at random intervals. The pathway bends up and down like a roller coaster. Sometimes it's at ground level and sometimes it's as high up as 50 feet in the air. On one particularly hairy turn at ground level, the rocket twists into what is basically a power slide and it blazes a crescent-shaped scorch in the grass and destroys some poor griffin's nest. A few of the eggs are destroyed. Oh no. And then you immediately hear a screech as an angry griffin soars in from above and attacks you for the damage that you caused. Holy hell, honey, I didn't do that on purpose. We're going to be like Fabio and getting our nose broken. (laughs) Roll for initiative, please. (laughs) This creature comes flying down from the sky and is 
just furious and it's screeching and its claws are swiping at you. Uh, Butch, you are the quickest to react and you turn around and see that this thing is chasing you down as you come rocketing through Ashara. What would you like to do? How fast do you uh, reckon the, we're going? For the for the purposes of combat, everyone is uh, within range to be effective if you were to fight. Uh, you, Like I said, the speed varies. Um, you slow down on uphill and you speed up on downhill and etc, etc. Okay, so are we going uphill or downhill or straight right now? It it very like second to second it changes. Like this is a loopy roller coaster that you're on, man. Like it's well, flying all over. Oh hell! No consistencies. We, all hell! I'll, I'll I'll take care of this. Let's go. I'm gonna throw my javelin at it. Um, looks like for hit, I got 14. Does 14 hit? A 14 would hit, yeah, absolutely. Okay, I'm definitely within and range, that... and it's a 5 piercing damage. Okay. So, so 1d6 plus 3, yeah. Five, 5 piercing damage. Great. Yeah, you just turn around and you see this thing, and you immediately like pull a javelin out of nowhere and just huck it at him and slink right there in him. Um, I do want to point out, just for the purposes of the way I run a game, I'm not keeping track of ammunition or like you could have a bag of javelins and you're like I just huck javelins all day. like I'm fine with it I'm not going to make you like keep track of because that's uh, to me that isn't fun so we'll just say that you have ja- like as long as you want arrows and javelins and darts and whatever other ranged weaponry you have we're okay we don't have to keep track of ammo Would you like just to do anything like else in your turn? World of Warcraft just like in World of Warcraft well in current World of Warcraft used to be that you had to have a bag full of arrows and your bow would break in the middle of combat and you'd have to have someone drop a Jeeves so that you could repair your that's fine I don't have any personal experiences with things like this it's fine (laughs) do you have anything else in your turn oh wait a minute thank you for um, reminding me because I'm gonna go ahead Mm. I was gonna say you know what? I bet we're going to get into a fight before we get... No. No. I am not going to use um, my Quaking Palm ability this time. Yes, I am. Okay, <laughs> so my Quaking Palm says, in, in, in uh, the, the, the way that Casey wrote it for 5e, it says, you understand how chi moves through the body. You can manipulate the flow of energy by striking an opponent's pressure points. As a bonus action, so this is a bonus action, right? Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm obviously not, you know, dashing or, you know, hiding or doing something because I'm... I don't think you can do any of those things as a bonus action as a barbarian. You're thinking rogue. Okay, clearly I am doing that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so as a bonus action, you may force the target to make a constitution saving throw or be stunned until the end of your next turn. Okay, you may use this ability a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus. I, what's my proficiency? What, proficiency At level bonus two, your what? proficiency is two. Okay, so I can use this twice. I'm going to use this yep. once. Right now, I am going to... Um, it, listen, this... Uh, Griff, you, I, I, I personally think this, this, this bird has a case. And if I could um, talk to it, I would. I, I actually probably could, but not while on a roller coaster. Yeah, I'm communication is limited on roller coasters. He's <laughs> quaking palm, and he's got to um, beat an eight or a constitution. He didn't. He oh, rolled yeah. a seven. So you throw, you turn around and you throw a spear at him, and he catches it like right. He or she, I don't know. It's hard to tell. You're on a roller coaster. It it catches it in just enough way to deal some damage and it's it's still angry with you and then you just spin around and you right there with the little like little little hand strike and it tumbles because it's now stunned while it was flying and chasing you and as you go flying away on a rocket it goes and does like a tuck and roll I just jumped out of a car and I'm rolling down the street sort of move along the track. And 
you are, like I say, man, you're you're really cooking, and this thing is now stunned on the ground, and you are leaving it in the dust. I think I combat is now over. Move. <laughs> I reckon we can go past this. Yeah, it uh, it hits the dirt and stays there. I think the text is until the start of your next turn or until the end of your next turn, something like that. The end of my next Probably turn. Probably out of yeah. range by then. Uh, so at the end of your next turn, we're talking about somewhere between six to twelve seconds. Yeah. In the ba- like behind you as you fly through a zone on a rocket. So <laughs> I think combat is now over. <laughs> yeah. That happens. Okay. Well, good deal. <laughs> um, I had. I had more for this, but it doesn't make any sense to include anything because combat is now resolved. So (laughs) you spend another few minutes just hurtling through a zone on a rocket uh, that didn't take any damage and didn't explode. And uh, you arrive. Yeah, I had, I had plans and it's just, you know, no plan survives contact with the enemy and you are the enemy. So you arrive (laughs) just outside the pleasure palace. Actually, it's, um, if I can show you the map of the zone again, uh, and you direct your attention to this building right here, this is the Rockaway Terminus, or the Rockaway Station, rather. The Terminus is the Termini, are the ones at the very edge, the very ends of the tracks. The station right here is where you park, and you do so basically safely. Basically. You, well, I mean. You were in a fight, and uh, you did a little drinking, and then got on a roller coaster. So you are not—you are not so beat up that you would need to make a any kind of saving throw to keep from puking. But like you're, like everything about you is able to just hold everything together at the moment. But it's probably uh, better that you didn't have several before you got on the boat. You know, uh, I'm gonna get out of the rocket and start to fix my hair, clean my teeth. <sighs> And Ari, it's like, I, I, I think I swallowed a bug. Oh, <laughs> whatever will you do? <laughs> Let's go find you something to drink. As I'm like making sure my ears are correct, everything's still proper and in place. You know, with a 26, I would say that probably you adhered your ears to your ears well enough okay. that even sure. <laughs> even a roller coaster didn't. That your hair's a little must. Your hair's a little that's must, fine. but that's fine. It'll probably get more must as we spend time here. Oh, and uh, I, for- I forgot. So, uh, if you guys remember, that my character actually has an eye patch. Um, mm-hmm. But as you notice, the eye patch is flipped up, and his eye is perfectly fine underneath. And he just kind of goes, "Whoop!" and just flips it back down. <laughs> well, uh, and I just like give you guys the, the 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 single eye look of like, "Don't you dare say a word." <laughs> well. Uh, she looking a little, yeah. Can we do that again? We'll have to if we're going to go back that way. We'll put you up front this time, though. That way, a focus will save the uh, protein. Ah, no, you, 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 you kidney shot that thing back there. I don't know what yeah, you did. You're welcome. <laughs> he stopped it right in its tracks. Making Thank up you. for yeah. that boat ride. Now listen here. You ain't got to tell tell me about this that that that, that boat ride. You, you you put me on a rocket full of beer in my belly and put a griffin at me. I'm gonna take care of it real quick. Butcher's little secret beer. Good to know. I'll make sure we have it from here on out. Oh, I always have beer on me, honey. <laughs> Gives you a cold beer. You are having this conversation in the tower where rockets pick people up and drop people off. There is another greasy looking goblin who is standing there waiting for you to get out of your seats. And as you're having a conversation, he's like looking at the rocket and he's looking for it's clear that he's looking for damage. And it looks okay. Just so you're you get that imagery. I mean, it, it looks, looks okay it doesn't for look less, sawed up. It, yeah, it doesn't look less okay than it did before. Well, shall we get off this rocket and see what adventures await us? 
gonna wedge Lead myself out of it, same way I wedged myself in. It's <laughs> 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 about right. <laughs> I will get out next, following Butch, making sure he uh, keeps his footing. <laughs> <laughs> just shouldn't stand too too close behind me in case I fell fall down and uh you know s- smash your toenails. <laughs> well, everyone knows that you know if there's one thing that elves pride themselves on, it's their toenails. It doesn't take you guys long to walk from the station to the entrance to the Pleasure Palace. Now, as I said at the beginning, the Pleasure Palace is at the top of the mountain, but there has been uh, an elevator built into the side that you could ride up. Let's head to the elevator and head up. Okay. Well, all right, Lead the way. As you ride the elevator up, the a speaker in the elevator pipes up and says, Welcome to the Trade Prince Ga- Jastic Gallywick's Pleasure Palace. Out of respect for the Trade Prince, please keep your poverty to a minimum during your stay. Use of this elevator indicates your awareness of and consent to the terms and conditions of a visit to the Pleasure Palace. You consent to security monitoring, recording, auditing, inspection, and other invasions of personal space while within the Pleasure Palace. The Pleasure Palace is not responsible for any instances of bodily harm, including but not limited to pummeling, burning, drowning, damage from small explosives, damage from large explosives, dismemberment, or defenestration. Theft from the Pleasure Palace is punishable by multiple homicide. Thank you for your cooperation and enjoy your stay at the Trade Prince Jasta Gallywick's Pleasure Palace. Defenestration got me. Oh my goodness. <laughs> what? A- Defenestration? Defenestration is to be thrown out of through a window. Okay. Yeah. What in the hell? Defibula, what? What did we just agree to? But but what did we do to... Wait a minute, are we there? It's fine. Nothing ever happens here. Just legal mumble jumbo. Well, I guess I'll just follow you in then. And, and, and then I'll um, stand real um, close to Ari. Just like as if I'm trying to hide behind her, but I'm clearly three times her size. <laughs> oh. Men. Let's go. <laughs> Typical goblin, uh, goblin stuff. What is this? It's so green. You get to the top of the elevator shaft. It opens up, and you see a full-blown tropical resort. There's a luxury pool with a built-in hot tub. There's a full bar. There's a table set up for games of skill and chance. There's a golf course, a spa, and buildings that really any goblin would recognize as an inn. Although this building is a little larger, and it's more like a hotel in its you know size and capacity and whatnot. The grounds feature palm trees, electric lights, beach blankets laid out under umbrellas, and wooden flamingo decorations over a very carefully maintained lawn of green, thick grass. The golf course features some sand traps and water hazards that have like oil drums floating in them and things, and is a little bit marred by scorch marks. There's a bunch of large hobgoblins with bulging noses and big bellies that stand guard kind of everywhere. Um, There's a number of goblins sunbathing and serving drinks and partying. There's music playing from a speaker somewhere. Um, as you step off the elevator, three goblin waitresses in bikinis with like cover-ups over the bottoms approach you. One of them is carrying a tray with three drinks, uh, like champagne flutes. And the other two are each holding a small case, like a wooden case closed in each hand. They make exaggerated curtsies and they say, welcome to the pleasure palace. Uh, their cover-ups have a pineapple pattern. 
Well, I see you brought my drinks. <laughs> You're going to get these two some drinks, too. They laugh at that the way that, like, good service people would laugh at any. Oh, you're so funny. That's so that's clever. You know, that sort of like sort of thing. There'll be plenty more, Butch. I'll go reach for a glass. I'll reach uh, for a I glass, too. Yep. As everybody takes one, uh, the waitresses would tell you that um, as VIP guests of the Pleasure Palace, you are welcome to take full use of all of the facilities, including our Grenade Golf Course, which is the only one on all of Azeroth. Uh, they open the cases that they're holding. There's like, th- like e- two of the waitresses are each holding two wooden cases. Three of those four wooden cases each hold like 200 clay poker chips with like a fat goblin's face printed on them. And the fourth case has three grenades in it. Perfect. And they start pointing out, like, over here, you can sit down and play some card games and some dice games and have yourself a little bit of the entertainment. Down that way is the beginning, is the first tee of our grenade golf course. Again, as I said before, the only one on Azeroth. And, of course, <laughs> you can take advantage of the the pool and the spa and all of the amenities. Inside, there's food and drink for everybody. You know, they give you, like, the whole walkthrough. What, kind, uh, of, what kind of drink is it? What, kind, what, what are we drinking? Like... Well, what can I get for you? No, what do they hand me? They uh, hand the, three drinks. The, the, the waitress was holding a tray of three, like, champagne flutes. Mm. So it's it's like a bubbly bubbly welcome beverage. Okay. So I, I'm I gonna hand the... I'm going to grab a case of... Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I'm going to grab a case of chips. I'm like, I'll see you guys at the tables. <laughs> um, uh, d- I, I hand them back my, my empty glass... And, and, and say, uh, what 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 kind of ale do y'all got here? Oh well, we have several types of dwarven and pandaren ales, and I think there might even be a, um, there's some there's some elven wines on uh, in in barrels in in the inn, and. Um, well, oh, uh, we have a number of things on tap. I'd be happy to show you all of the... the yeah, let me go get you a drink menu. And, like, one of them turns and walks away to go get you a drink menu. Okay. It's going to have... Anything that you might ask for is going to be on there. Everything from, like, kind of really trashy goblin toilet wine to uh, <laughs> hard drinks to, like, elven stuff, dwarven stuff, pandaren stuff. Like, they've got a list of... They, they have a, a robust uh, assortment. I definitely want a dwarven. Um, I, I'm gonna try one of these dwarven ales before you know. You, you know, when you go somewhere new, you just want to try something new. You know, I, I, I've had these other things from Pandaria, and I appreciate you having it. But let's see well, what the get you a, do. I'll get you one of the dwarvens. Can I get you a dwarven sized or an extra dwarven sized? Honey, I want a Pandaren size, if you know what I mean. <laughs> She, again. The, oh, you're so funny. We'll get a hug. This you're, you're you're just a trip. Oh, you're all you're all fun today. And then you know the whole. I don't know how. That's how they do it. Um, they bring you uh, a very, I'm gonna say, generous portion of a. Um, it's got a lot of complex flavors to it. You wouldn't expect something so artful. I mean, you would think that the dwarves would know how to make beer, but you would also think that they're there to sort of, um, they're there for like the the the, dr- the drunkenness of it rather than the artistry of crafting a very careful. No, man, this is like really flavorful. There's like a lot of spices to it. There's different elements to it. There's complex flavor. It tastes really good. <sighs> Now, h- h- how are we paying for this? Are we going to keep a tab t- t- till the end? Oh, sweetheart, you're getting the VIP treatment. Well, That's her answer to that question. Well, let's just make sure that these drinks uh, c- keep flowing. And oh, I, yes, I of course. A, I, I put a gold piece on her tray. Oh, you're so generous. Thank you so much. So I'm going to go ahead and chug my champagne and put it back on the tray and take the uh, the grenades because I don't think okay. that Falcus took one. So I'm just going to take the grenades in the uh, the box of coins. And, uh, okay. you know, but should we go follow Falcus to the games? 
Because I know when you follow him, things always happen. Now, do you, do you, I'm not much of a gambler myself. Uh, but it, it might be fun to watch. But you, you know, what else? What can we do over here? We, we got the grenades. We got the pool. I, uh... uh honey, I'm just going to follow you. you. You've been here before. I'm going to kind of follow Falcus because he should be a little head. He kind of went up and got to the games and we're going to go uh, watch him do some magic. Okay. Um, if you're going to head over to... I, I mean, you know. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes gamblers cheat. Hopefully not lose any fingers this time. <laughs> so I have uh, three different games prepared for you guys to play if you're looking to do some some card gaming or some dice gaming. Oh, we are. Uh, if if you would like to, on roll 20, go to the top and click on the journal button, you should see a folder of minigame rules. Included in there is just regular old craps, although it's um, a simplified version of crap. Like, I don't have all of the side betting and the 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 like all the various kinds of bets on there. Um, and I have a, a dice game called the Gambit of Ord, and I have a card game called the Quick Queen's Call, uh, which I stole uh, whole cloth from the internet. So, internet, thank you. Uh, Quick Queen's Call is a card game where it's similar to... Um, five card draw except you would only play with three cards Ooh, and we're going to yeah. roll dice to find out what your cards are uh, Gambit of Ord is a game where you roll a d8 a d6 and a d4 add them all together and the highest total is the winner but there's a betting phase between each dice roll and craps is craps from the game on earth called craps Falcus you got here before us. What 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 do you reckon you're gonna play? Um, I'm reading the instructions on these, and as much as they're going to be fun, I feel like some of these, like how do we keep our die hidden from other players? You could roll them in D and D Beyond. Oh, and then just keep track of them that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as long as like it's fine if you to, if you choose to cheat against each other, that's fine. But we're going to do that using dice rolls, and we're not going to do that via you just lying to the game. Um, so if you want to go over to uh, if you have your D and D Beyond page opened, you will have the opportunity. I think down in the far left hand corner is a dice roller, so you can roll your dice but keep them private from everyone else, so that when it comes time to actually reveal our hands, it can be like a dramatic thing. Um, rolling them publicly would kind of kill the the suspense of betting and all that jazz. Okay. I did not know that was here. Okay, so mm -hmm. um, what keeps us from lying to each other? Honor. Uh... We're all friends. Now, if you would like to cheat, you can cheat. But we're going to be doing... Um, depending on the game, we're going to be doing like sleight of hand checks to see if you pull off switching one card out for another card and then that's going to be contested by the other player's perception checks so you have to be good enough at sleight of hand that you get you get a better roll than their perception and if you succeed in doing that you successfully switch out one card for another card let's say um, if you fail in doing that you are not playing against the house you're playing against each other the house is going to take a cut of every pot uh, but you'll be playing, you'll be competing against each other for chips and any cheating that is discovered amongst the group needs to be settled amongst the group. All right, let's play that. Because the way the goblins see it, it doesn't matter how much you guys cheat against each other as long as they take 20% of the pot. <laughs> oh, 20%. Okay. Well, okay. nothing's coming out of the house. No, the house is just um, hosting the games. They're not actually... I'm not going to be rolling against you guys for anything. Okay. That changes things a bit. Because I don't necessarily want to take anything from my friends. I considered setting it up so that it's more gambling traditional, but that would have taken uh, more thinking about. 
and I didn't know I I was fine with doing all of that, but I didn't know how to I didn't know how to adjudicate if you guys cheat and I catch you. What do I do in a situation like that? Do I kick you off the table? Do I punish you more severely, less severely? Like it, it, it seemed like it would have cut vacation short pretty quickly if you guys decided you wanted to have fun and like exercise your ability to roll the dice and try to cheat, and then I just catch you and throw you out seemed like a waste of time. So I figured instead you guys can cheat against each other and see where that gets you. Alrighties. Um, what game are we playing? I... Well, I mean, I do have these grenades here. We could... Uh... No, we're, we're at the table. Okay. Let, 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 let's play a game. And... Because we're playing uh, with the chips they gave us, right? The 200? Yep. Each. Each. Erica, you you, you sounded like there was something that you uh, were looking at, but more than others. All right, let's do... Yeah, let's do the gambit. Okay. Okay, so um, let's let's, let's get back over here. Well, Falcus, look at you up here already. uh, Billy up to the table. Uh, what's what's your game? We are playing Gambit of Ord. Ooh, a fun one. Yeah. Um, but you uh, have you ever played this game before? Oh, like I was telling Ari a while ago, I'm not much of a gambler, but you know when when in Mogu Palace, Mogu Sean Palace, I guess you do as the Mogu do. Vacation has begun, but this is Azeroth, and it's no gamble that danger is always just around the corner. What exciting adventures will Falcus, Butch, and Ari uncover in this goblin resort? We'll find out next week when we queue up for more heroic dungeons and dragons. Please follow us at twitter.com slash heroicdnd where you'll find our players' social media info and a link to our Discord server.